they have said to me that it absolutely, it just doesn't matter. Because yeah. nothing does, Karen, nothing does. This one of the first, the first really big slam me in the head knowings that they gave me was about right and wrong, good right. and bad. Mm-hmm. When they gave me that, I had never been exposed to that. Not in that way that when they said, when they said, when you look at, at the, the, the murderer and you look at the victim, we need to have as much true compassionate love for the murderer through the eyes of that person loves us enough to come into this incarnation and choose a hard enough path to derail them from their higher self and and live this awful life because they love us so much yeah and they're they've caused the person all this grief but it's they did it, it they did it out of cosmic love right you got to accentuate the positive wow, i feel good a little bit of feel good goes a long way you're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? G'day, g'day, and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always a blessing to be with you all. Well, today we're going to learn all about Kelly Bowker. Have I said your last name right? Bowker. Bowker. She has a wonderful story. And uh, what I love about this story is it kind of came late in the game. I'm, I'm stealing that from Under the Tuscan Sun. That's a, that's a sentence that came. Amazing things can happen even late in the game. And uh, hear about your psychic abilities and spiritual abilities blossoming in your 50s. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Also, I'm going to remind you all that if you haven't pressed that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to, I'd love you to do that. It really helps the algorithms and it helps, you know, share the show so other people can find them and helps the world awaken. You're pressing a little button or leaving a comment or pressing a like actually really helps other people find this conversation. And I think this conversation today will really help people of all ages, but particularly people who are older or maybe have retired or are thinking about all this stuff. I speak to a lot of people that are retiring or retired are asking the question, how can I help help humanity? Because they've been on a spiritual journey or they're awakening to their spiritual journey and they really feel like they want to make a difference. But let me tell you a little bit about Kelly. So a few years ago, after a winter filled with sickness, Kelly, in her mid-50s then, started seeking alternative ways to heal. She found the Wim Hof method and started using his breathing methods or his breathing technique, which allowed her to reach altered states of consciousness and later led to her ability to meditate for longer periods of time. In her late 50s, during a dark night of the soul, Kelly began some counselling sessions, which 
started a journey of healing her inner child. This was pivotal in her development. Her seeking changed her life forever. And in 2022, like only last year, during her last year of teaching, Kelly began to develop her spiritual and psychic abilities. Kelly is a retired registered nurse and recently retired from 20 years teaching the Certificate Nursing Assistance Program. Today, Kelly is working as an evidential medium, channel, and light language worker. She says her perception of reality has changed so completely over this last year, and her guides teach her daily about the expansiveness of the universe and answer questions and give her advice on how to live her best life. They also teach mind-blowing truths about our universe and where we all come from, which will I'd love to hear what your guides say about that. Kelly's already written two books. I mean, you're on it, girl. Like, you're on it. <laughs> you're doing all this stuff so quickly. The first one is called Redefining Faith, which tells her story of how her guides brought her through the understanding of her new abilities in a loving and gentle way so that she wouldn't think she was completely crazy. And her second book is called Establishing Your Frequency. It is a how-to book for living and creating the life that you want. The second part of the book includes the angels of the chakra system. They told Kelly that each were going to write a chapter in the book. And she says she uh, had what she would call an energetic anxiety attack, but they were good to their word and they all came through. She finished her second book, Establishing Your Frequency, 13 months after she channeled her guide, La Cruz, for the first time. Kelly lives on Silver Lake with her husband, Mike, in a small town in Maine, and they enjoy spring fishing and camping in the northern Maine woods. No website as yet. So you can find Kelly on Facebook and I will put the links to her Facebook and her email address if you want to get in contact on my webpage. Just go to under this where it says you can find more here and click that and you'll see all the links. Well, Kelly, this is exciting. I'm so amazed that you've got all this done like it just in the last couple of years. Like here you are, bang, doing it. Yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't even been two full years. It's just about a year, a little over a year and a half since I channeled the very first time. Yeah. Congratulations. It's like, I love this. As I say, I speak to so many people join my group and I always say to people who join my group, I'm a teacher of teachers. So if you join my group, you're a teacher and they go, no, I'm not. They argue with me. And I'm like, yes, you are young or old, but so many people feel that the age thing, you know, if you're, you, you can't sort of set up a business or start a new vocation or put yourself out there as a psychic medium when you've always been known as a teacher or a housewife or a father or a, you know, business person that you can't change your life completely late in the game, but you're proof that we can. Oh yes, you can. <laughs> oh yes, you can. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it has been a wild ride. It really has. It's, it's been wonderful and amazing and overwhelming. And it's, it's just, it's been incredible. It's been incredible. Well, let's start with, uh, you know, wh- where it sort of started. I think, as I said, in the bio, you were, you were sick and what happened after that? I'm going to turn 61 this month, actually. my The journey began basically probably now about seven years ago when um, I was in my mid-50s. And I just, you know, 
source gets our attention and they're going to tap you. Then they're going to pat you. Then they're going to cuff you. Then they're going to whack you with a two before. And if you don't pay attention, you're going to get the whacking again. And that's basically what I was living through that, those years. I One thing after another, I just kept getting sick. And this happened and that happened. Just, you know, life, life, just life. But I, by nature, I'm a joyful, happy person. The, the voice in my head has always been joyful and happy. And it just... Over those years, it was getting grumpier and grumpier in my normal, you know, I'm a very intelligent woman, well-read woman. I, All of my normal coping things that would bring me out of that funk, they just were not working. And it came to a head of me just realizing I'm not okay. And I I've been married for uh, this month. I will have been married 43 years. So I got, I got married a week shy of turning 19 years old. And we didn't have children for, you know, probably six or seven years, but I didn't have to get married, but I'm from a small town. I have lived what I would say, comparatively speaking, a fairly small life. And looking at the future, I was feeling like things were just going to get smaller and smaller and, and, and I couldn't bear it. I just couldn't bear it. It's like, I, I absolutely couldn't bear it. And so I, did decide to do some counseling. And at that time, a bunch of things came together. But one of the big ones was when she told me to look up what it meant to be an empath. In our counseling sessions and me sharing different, you know, different reactions to things and all this, all of a sudden she's like, you need to look up what it means to be an empath. And when I did that, my background in my younger years, my beginning spiritual development was being a, a Baptist Christian woman, which you don't channel, you don't talk about metaphysical stuff, you don't talk about even meditation, you're not supposed to surrender yourself to anything. And that so that, you know, was that was a big, a big no, no, to, <laughs> to do. But having her ask me that question, I dove into the metaphysical side of the internet and I say, it's like a genie's bottle, the cork coming out and there was no going back. And what I, what I know now is that every time we connect, whether you are a Baptist little Christian girl, when I, the reason my guides call themselves La Cruz, it's in my head, it, it's the cross. Because as a little girl, when I was alone and sad and lonesome, I had a cross that I would hang on to and I'd rock myself to sleep because I was lonesome. So I, I clung to that cross. It doesn't matter what you cling to. When you open your heart to the universe and you call out and you feel that love and you pray with that love, no matter what kind of prayer you're praying, it matters not at all. What, I have, what I've been shown and what I know 100% is true all of those prayers are heard, whether it's in a mosque, whether it's in a church, whether it is on the beach, whether it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter even who you who you think you're praying to. Those, those connections, my guides have said, build threads of energy that never go away. And so I had been building because I was a woman of faith. That's what my first book is called Redefining Faith. And I had been building that bridge. What they this is how my guides put it to me between those threads build the bridge between us and across the veil. And so I had been building that bridge my whole life. 
without realizing it. So that when I finally said, knock, knock, knock on the door. Yeah, I think there's something here. It was like, it just happened. (laughs) And it just happened. And it happened fast. So that that's kind of the lead up story. And so as as I started to look at the different videos and watch things and learn about things on on YouTube and and whatnot, I I was teaching, I was working. And so it was in and around stuff. And um, there there was uh, someone that I found who talked about doing automatic writing. And she talked about getting into a meditative state and then trying to write and letting your guides come through in your writing. Well, as we spoke about before we started recording, I can't spell. So I would get into a great altered state and I would and the, I would feel that energy and I would start to write. I'd get to a word that I couldn't spell and it would it would mess up my meditation. It would bring me back. So that didn't work. So I had learned during my time in counseling, I used my iPhone and I used the uh, voice memo thing to do my inner child work. And I kind of developed, even at that point, I developed a a method of working with my inner child that my counselor actually said, do you mind if I steal that? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, no, go ahead. And I know that I know that I was being guided then. Now, look at now I know that I was being guided. And so I, um, one day my husband was gone fishing for the weekend. I had lots of time, knew that I wouldn't be interrupted. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to just see what happens. I put my phone, I turned it on. I put my phone on my chest. I got myself into meditation. And of course they were guiding me. Now looking back, I know that they were guiding me. And I just started to say, let the words come, let the words come, let the words come. And step and step back, step back. Because when I would meditate, I would get into this space where it was like the night sky with all the stars. And I would almost always start to cry. And I would almost always have that feeling. And I would say in my mind, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because I felt like I was at God's feet when I finally in my meditations, when when it would all fall away. And I was in that space. I just felt the oneness. I felt the beautiful, the beautiful oneness. And so I, they, they would say, step into your space, step into your space. And I just kept talking and just kept kind of mumbling and whatever. And pretty soon, boom, they started to talk. And I thought I was batshit crazy. <laughs> I mean, I really did. You know, you, I want to say to anybody out there who's doing this, you're going to question yourself. Am I making it up? But Always. you've got to trust. You've got to trust. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make up the stuff that they give me. There is no way. I don't have that good of an imagination. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, not trust. That's because I teach people this stuff and have been doing it for years. And I love nurses. I've had so many nurses. Um tell me stories of them coming into their spiritual uh, gifts as people call them or psychic abilities and uh, talking to the angels. And I remember one nurse told me years ago, probably about 30 years ago, how she was praying for an old lady who was dying and asking the angels to help her cross over. And as she was finishing her night shift, she went to check on her and the little old lady grabbed her hand and said, thank you, thank you, thank you for sending the angels, thank you for what you did for me. And um, 
and then she left the night shift and the, the old lady transitioned. But as she called in the angels, the old lady who was right at the end of her life saw them around her bed and felt comforted and felt, yeah, and felt safe to transition. And, yeah, we can do so many things wherever we are, right? Yeah. Um, love nurses. Amazing. Yeah. So keep going with your story. When well, did- so so I I I started I started channeling. I, I would just sit down and I would put my phone on my chest and I would just, they would, I, I very quickly figured out that I couldn't, I couldn't ask the questions out loud and then channel. And so they, they said in my mind, they said, think the question and we will state it. And so on my downloads, I call them my downloads. They will say, you have asked blah, 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 blah. You have asked da, da, da. So I will think a question at that time. That's all I would do. It was just me. I didn't have a soul to talk to about it. I felt so alone. I felt completely alone as these things were opening up and it was freaky. I mean, it was, it was a lot in my meditations. I had all kinds before I finally crossed over to be able to do the channeling I was having all kinds of seeing weird energy things and, and I don't see a lot of energy um, yet. Not much yet. It's coming. I can feel it, but, but uh, yeah, no day is like the, is like the last that's for sure. Things are changing all the time. But so I, I just, I would channel and I had a person in my life who had lost their daughter who was afraid that God would be mad at them if they went to a medium. And I knew there was, when that woman said that to me, my heart just broke. And I knew that if I could develop, I felt like it was on its way. And I felt, and now I I know now that the daughter was part of my guides, pushing me, pushing me, because she wanted me to help her mother. And um, I, I just, I kept, I knew it was coming. I kept bringing through stuff and they, they started to, to be basically to say, you know, you have to bring other people into this. You have to, you have to get brave. And I'm like, but I'm scared. I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, I did download, I bought one meditation class online. That was an evidential meditation, uh, not meditation, evidential mediumship class. And that helped me in some ways, but it hindered me in some ways. I, I really think my particular way of doing things is unique. Maybe it's not, but because I haven't had a lot of people to talk to about it, but I, I don't have trouble getting the link and holding the link for long periods of time. All I do is I, I connect and it's there and there's no, like if something triggers it, I can get up and go to the bathroom and come right back and it's going to be right there. It's, it's, I, I'm, I, I'm just the radio. I'm, I'm not bragging. I, because I'm, they just are using me and they're able to do it in that way. And it's, I'm amazed at it quite frankly, I'm amazed at it. So they started, they, they said, you need to talk to people. So I finally, I went to work, shared this with a couple of my friends and said, would you mind if I went home and in my meditation tomorrow morning, I'm going to ask your people if, to give me some evidence. And so I went into meditation. I asked their people. I made a list of the stuff that I got. It was my very first attempt at anything like this. I went to school and I was spot on. 
I was spot on. I got really good, good evidence. So I, I did my uh, first channeling like January 11th. And I think that it was March 9th or something like that. Just about a month later, one of my friends, we made the date that my guide said, make a date. It's time to do it, to do a mediumship thing. So I made the date with her. I wake up that morning. We're going to do it after school. I wake up that morning. I go into my meditation and I just cry out to my guides. I'm scared. I don't know what the hell to do. What the hell am I supposed to do? And Karen, they gave me the most beautiful step-by-step instructions. You're going to clear the room. You're going to ground your energy. I mean, they know my analytical teacher brain and they gave me a checklist. They gave me an absolute checklist and I knew what to do. And so she and I went into this, went into the room. I did exactly what they told me to do. We were over an hour. I ended up channeling her father. I brought through beautiful evidence that blew my mind because I don't get, I don't get the signs like people do. Mine, they keeps telling me this and it annoys the crap out of me. Mine is a journey of faith. This is what they tell me when I say, how come I can't get the red birds and the and the stuff like other people can? But no, no, no. I'm mine's a journey of faith, which it definitely is. <laughs> and so that that's the beginning of it you know then i just i started to practice and try and and i didn't really understand what a channel was i knew what a medium was i'd seen enough things on tv to kind of understand what that was so i thought oh i'm going to be a medium this is how i'm going to help people i definitely understand the whole death and dying thing as as a nurse and all that kind of stuff so i was tickety booing happily along but every time i did a session, I channeled. And I didn't realize that that was unique, that that's not that not everybody does that. I thought everybody did that. But I would bring, I would, I would be holding them back. And I would feel the pushing behind my face that they wanted to talk. And I would be holding them back saying, you've got to give me evidence, you've got to give me evidence. And then and that that's its own story. But so and then once they would give me that evidence, then I would step out of the way and they would be able to have a beautiful conversation. And I mean, it was, it was really, really cool. So I'm happily bebopping along, coming to the end of the school year. I'm going to retire. All kinds of good stuff is happening. I'm, you know, doing all kinds. That's when I was getting actually, yeah, no. Yeah. The, so the council was the summer before. So this was only, this would have been last summer. And in June, I'm in meditation laying there all peaceful and happy, channeling away, doing my thing, asking questions, talking her all over with my guides. And all of a sudden I start feeling this wave of energy that starts at my feet and I am just vibrating all over. I'm twitching, I'm flexing. I'm like really flexing hard. My legs are coming up. My body's just really reacting to this energy. And I start spewing light language and I can hear it. And I'm like, what? to blankety blankety blank is that and and i'm hearing it and i'm going what is this crap what the hell and it is just coming so i get scared right to death and i'm crying out in my mind and i'm like i'm scared i'm scared i'm scared and i feel my guides come around my shoulders just like a hug i feel them pushing and they said then stop and i said but is it for my, and I mean, I'm kind of almost crying. Is it for my highest good? 
And they said, yes. Is it going to help people? Yes. Okay. Now this is all going on in a split second in my head as my mouth is going, doing my late language thing. And the only English words that were spoken were, so I can speak to my brothers and sisters, which totally freaked me out. Because what did that mean? And now you understand the change in reality that I have undergone over the last 12 months. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Darling one, I just love it. I just <laughs> love it. I just love this story. I'm laughing. I'm in the background because I'm not on camera laughing and I've got myself muted. I had a person on the show, what was her name, starts with a V, who channels so much light. Like she teaches and she channels all these dialects and she's like a light language expert. But her story was when it started happening to her, she thought that if she wore a hat, she could stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, like the things that we do when we don't understand what the hell is happening. She didn't understand. Yeah. And I didn't, um, I didn't understand what this was. I had not. Now, now that said, I, I had as a young woman in my late twenties, I had gone to the Pentecostal church. Right. I've always just, I've always felt God. You know, now I, I always yeah. felt the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what I called it. And that's what. Yeah. And now I, you're right. It is a Holy Spirit. It is yeah, a beautiful yeah. Holy Spirit. But, and so I, so, and I did back in the Pentecostal church, they call it speaking in tongues. Right. And I was, I was able to speak in tongues at that time. Right. But then I got away from all of that dogma and all that religion stuff and left that in, in my youth. And oh, you left that in your youth. Cause I, I would say that when this started happening, you'd be bumping up against all those beliefs that you're, you know, channeling the devil and stuff like that. I want yeah. to ask you, yeah. so you've been married for, what did you say? 43 years or something? Almost. Almost. Where's hubby? What was hubby doing during all this? Oh my like God. <laughs> when I, oh my God, he's the, he is the, I am the poster woman for happily ever after. Honestly, I have been married to the same man my whole friggin' life. And I'm not saying it's always easy. And I'm not saying that it doesn't take work because it's it absolutely does. But he is the love of my life. When I came home, he knew I meditated and he would say things like I'd go down the hallway in the morning and he'd go, say hi to everybody for me or something like that, being funny, you know? And and I oh, I will, you know. So when I had my first mediumship. When I did that and brought my friend's father through, when I came home, Michael and I have cocktail hour every night. We made our cocktails and he started to put music on because we typically will listen to music. And I said, "Hon, I said, we need to talk because men, you know how men love to hear that sentence. We need to talk always means trouble, right? And he's like, oh, okay, what is this? We have our, our, our drink and we're sitting there. And I said, do you know what a medium is? And he goes, mm, not really. And I said, you know, they can actually talk to people who's di who've died. And he goes, yeah. And I said, I am that. And he goes, you are. And and then I, I told him about my friend and I told him about the evidence. I mean, and the pieces of evidence were so concrete and beautiful, just so beautiful for first time. It was, it was just incredible. And he got tears in his eyes and I, because I looked at him and I said, honey, I can't not do this. And he says, of course you can't, darling. He said, they chose you. They chose you. 
So he's a he's a he's a pussycat. There's no question. He's my pussycat. I'm crying here, <laughs> Kelly. Oh, um, oh he's wonderful. I can't Let not do this. Him. Oh my god, that yeah. made me cry. Of course, you can't not but, do it. It's your soul's plan. It, it is. And when when only okay, hang on to your hat. Hang on. When when only, I would say a month ago. My my jaw's starting to go. That's when they were right here. Um, about a month ago, they finally brought through, or no, I finally allowed them to bring through an explanation that made me finally go, okay, I get it. I know that there are, and I'm going to use the word that mainstream will get, alien beings that are part of my my guides. I get it. Okay, I'm going to say it out loud. It makes me squirrely as shit, but I'm going to say it out loud to them. This was a month ago and it's only been a month. So now that I'm, I, and I've had a couple of experience of seeing things in the sky and whatnot that Michael has been around when it happened. Um, and I, I have this little group thing I do on Mondays with a few people that they ask me questions and we channel and I use my, I use the information that comes through for my YouTube channel. And um, I had seen this orb. We were out on the lake and I, I don't think it was an orb because I, to my understanding, an orb is um, like a, a ball of energy. This thing was a ship. When I, when I zoomed in on it, I could see the, the markings of, of a ship, even though it was tiny, it was, it was some kind of a ship. Well, that brought through this thing that made me realize. And so anyway, this, this group of people that I, that I work with on Mondays, I told them, I said, when I get in my altered state, I want you to ask about telling Michael. I, I've got to tell him. I mean, I can't, I feel like I'm keeping a secret from this man. And they said, use the same method you we tell you for everything. When it feels right, when it feels gentle and like the next best thing to do, you're going to do it. So a few days pass and I am... Again, we're fixing cocktails. I say, I don't know why they chose me. I swear like a I swear like a pirate and I drink like a fish. So I don't know why I'm I don't know why they chose me, but they did. And I I just I'm fixing our drink. I grab him a beer. I go back back out onto the deck and I said, Hun, I said, you know that that the my guides, you know my guides are made up of like aliens and angels and all the other you know that? And he goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> and I go, I, and so I said, I said, how did you know, honey? And he sits like this. He goes, I don't know. So my guides had given it to him. He knew he, he knew that, that he knew that this was part of my, my, what I was doing. So it was no big shock. It was, and they they told me that they said when I asked about telling him, they said he will take it in stride the way he takes everything else, Absolutely. all all the rest of of what you do and what your passions are. And you know, I'm blessed. I am so blessed. Yep, no question yeah, about well, that. The, well, so, the, yeah, be a little be a little Baptist girl from Lee Maine who now has come out of the closets and has said on her YouTube channel, "My guides are made up of aliens." 
<laughs> I came out. I said, you know what? Take it or leave it. I could. God didn't put me on this earth to convince anybody of anything. But I'm going to live my truth because I think that if you can be someone as normal, basic, regular person as I am and can go from in a year's time before the light language came through, I had I had that same normal everyday people say it is hubris to think that we know that there are all these galaxies, but there's only one planet with sentient beings that is so stupid and it's hubris <laughs> it's just ridiculous so i've i always was that i always but i never yeah. had an experience yeah well, exactly. now it we is, have experience it is <laughs> stupid i love that stupid well you know the two of you are galactic ambassadors that have you transversed the universe and been on many planets. And what I find, Kelly, after, you know, 30 years of doing this work and 25 years odd of, you know, showcasing, I call them new world teachers, is that the most extraordinary galactic ones are the most normal looking, like they're the most normal human. They're the, the, you know, I think that you said even in the email that you sent me, anything else you'd like to tell me, you said I can, uh, what did you say? Yeah, I'm just like, I think I can't find it here. You, you said I'm just such a normal person. I'm just such an average, your average person. And that's right. what I find after all these years, like that they, they look so average, normal, you wouldn't sort of expect. But um you know, as the paradigms break and we understand that every human on the planet is seeded from another consciousness in another world because yes. earth school is so difficult, the duality and polarity available here, that you have to sort of um, educate yourself into duality and polarity and density before you come here on, on planets and um, places that are not as harsh as earth school. So we all come from the stars, all of us, every single one of us. Yeah. So um, it's, well, all over the, it's all over the I'm media sure. now too. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. There's these but conferences. Oh, go ahead. There are these conferences going on that I was watching on YouTube last night. I didn't watch all of them, but there's a 10-hour conference I saw on YouTube of this, the 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 governments and the military yeah. talking about UAPs and downed yeah, craft. And I mean, it's yeah. all out there now. I mean, it's been out there forever, but it's out yeah. there in the mainstream on mainstream and, news platforms and stuff. So it's not what so my guys have said is that there needs to be people like me who even having conversations in the grocery store, mm -hmm. if that's all it is, is talking about, how gently they've brought me along. Mm -hmm. When when the light language happened, I wouldn't speak to them for a week because of that statement. So they could, so I can speak to my brothers and sisters. I'm like, are we allowed to swear on here? Because I was like, what to f? What to f does that mean? You know? And and I'm like, so I just wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> I'm, and I another thing I want to say about age, I really want to say this because. I don't have a lot of experience with other people with these kinds of things, these kinds of abilities. I just don't. That's my that's my truth. I've only been at it for a short period of time. But I am I came into it as almost a 60-year-old woman with very clear ideas of what was okay and what was not okay to me. 
a big thing that's not okay to me is being afraid. And so when that happened, almost one of the first things they dropped into my experience was a Dolores Cannon YouTube video. I'd never seen Dolores Cannon in my life. And they give me a Dolores Cannon YouTube video. I watch about half of it. I start to cry. I get so overwhelmed because I'm feeling like, what is happening? This is turning my life. Everything that I thought was real upside down, I can't do it. So I didn't talk to him again for another week. And that's just how we handled it. And they just very gently with so much love and so much care because, because I, I had put boundaries up. I said, I do not want to be afraid. I do not want to be startled and I don't want to be messed with. I don't want my sleep messed with. So about three months ago, they said to me in a download, we need to talk about nighttime. And I'm like, why? And I and they said, because basically that isn't exactly how the conversation goes, but basically because there is magic that can happen in the night because of the human brain. And you are missing out on that because you've told us not to wake you up. I hate to have my sleep messed with. But all right, again, I say, is this really for my highest good? God damn it. And, then, and they say, yes. So I'm like, okay. Go, sure, go ahead. So things have now started to happen. And yesterday was the Lion's Gate. Mm -hmm. And last night I had the most freaky experience. Oh my God. It, it was freaky and it was wild. And I I I love it because even when I was in my counseling at the very beginning before anything happened, I I was beginning in my meditations to see things. And so I told my counselor that, and I said something about being afraid. And she said, Kelly, a person can be afraid and still want the experience. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't have to think that it means you're, you, that you're saying no, you, you know, people do, you know, what people go on roller coasters to be afraid, mm. you know? Exactly. And so, that gave me a little bit different of a perspective. So anyways, I am, I'm open to it and I know things definitely are changing. Every damn day, something new comes. <laughs> Every damn day. A couple of things I want to ask you. Uh, yep. Dolores Count, that's, you know, case in point. She looks so normal, like the curly hair, grandmother, you know, overweight, sitting in the sort of like knitted, knitted jumper, what a knitter, sort of like, or the little shirt or whatever. Like she just looked and she was the most cosmic amazing extraordinary being and she looks so I think I had one person on the show or in one of my groups I can't remember who said I read her books because she looked like my grandmother and I'm like right yeah, right exactly it's like, I haven't yeah. read, any, read any of her books my I, after I downloaded that one um mediumship thing I was getting ready to download more I'm a voracious learner I love to learn and I, I'm, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. So now this is, a, you know, a year, a little bit more than a year ago. And they dried up all my liquid money. All of a sudden, I don't have any friggin' money to spend five or 600 bucks on a, on a class on, on, you know, a, online. I'm like, well, son of a gun, this sucks. I didn't really put two and two together until finally I got to the place where, you know, they don't just tell you stuff. You have to allow it. You have to be a re you have to be a, a resonance to it, and so I finally got to the place where I allowed them to say to me, "We are going to be your teachers." So when light language hit, 
when light language hit, it threw me right into a tailspin. I'm like, so how do I do a reading? If I'm supposed to be a medium, I shared with you before we started recording, mediumship is a small part of what I do now. But I thought it was going to be the the big thing. I thought it was going to be the meat and potatoes of it all. And it's not. It's a little tiny side that is wonderful and precious, but it's it's not the whole thing, not by a darn yeah. sight. And so I I I got very hung up on the evidence. I'm all about evidential mediumship. Bless, bless, bless evidential mediumship. But what my guide said to me was, I have to do it my way. My way is I follow spirit. And I have done mediumship readings where I just get out of the way. I let the person talk and it's wonderful. And the message is wonderful and no evidence comes through at all. But the person evidently didn't need anything because I've done others where I get going doing the same thing. And I have a voice back here that says, ask her if she knows for sure. And so then Kelly comes and says, do you know for sure this is your husband? I think so. Nope, that's not good enough. So then I say, okay, come on, bring the evidence. And the evidence comes through. And so that, that for me, I, I have had to work hard to step out of the way and stop making spirit jump through hoops. It takes a lot of energy. And they want to talk. They want to bring through the messages. And if you trust me and you feel that I'm legit, I don't need to bring through evidence. I can just let them talk to you. So that's been part of my learning. That That's my. Yeah. Ke Kelly and I were talking about, because I was tweaking her bio before we started the recording and I put in her psychic abilities and Kelly said to me, I'm not a psychic. And I said, of course you're a psychic. You know, we get so caught up on language and labels here mm -hmm. in the world and so we had a discussion about what all this means you know psychic is an umbrella term our psychic abilities it includes like mediumship or it can include mediumship depending on who you're talking to and intuition and empathy or being an empath and being a channel or a galactic I mean it can it can be an umbrella term for all of it well let me let me share something then I'd love to share a little bit about the the angel team is would ah, that be okay? Yeah. So, so last August, just a year ago, I started book number one. It took me four weeks. I'd never written a thing in my life. It took me four weeks to write it start to finish. I went back into my downloads. Remember, I, I record all of the times that I meditate and I channel, I record it. So I went back and I told the story using the channeled material of how they brought me forward to the point. And they had me, it was their idea to end on the day that light language came in and leave it like a cliffhanger. What is this? What's it going to do? How is it going to affect everything? Blah, blah, blah. So that's what I did. I, I left it and I was fully prepared and planning on book number two. And I thought that book number two was going to pick right up where book number one let, left off. What I didn't understand was that thread of the, the intergalactic stuff. I wasn't ready to pick it up there. I, and I, now I realize that, but then I didn't. So I started to write the book and it took me about five different tries. I literally started, my book went live on Amazon on, on a weekend, Monday morning, I sat down and started to write my second book. 
and it didn't work. And then the Tuesday I tried again and it didn't work. And then Wednesday I tried again. Finally, I'm like, all right, tell me what you want me to do. And then they said, okay, we'll tell you. And they went on to say that they wanted me to write a real time. How do you live this life? How do you live this life? What are the knowings that you have to have to be able to have a frequency that brings to you the things in life that you want? And so the way my process worked is I would sit down and I would say, okay, give me a title. And they'd give me a title, whatever it would be. And then I would think about that a while and I would bring all of the learnings and teachings that they'd given me up to this point about that title and I would write. My jaw would start to shake sometimes and I would say, oh, the guides want to talk. And I would, I would channel it and then I would transcribe it and I would put it in italicized so they knew that it was the guide speaking. And that's how we did. So I get to this one particular day and I say, okay, what, what do you want to, what do you want me to write about? And they said, go get this book. And they drop a picture into my mind. And I know exactly the book. It's a book that I bought probably 25 years ago, but I knew exactly where it was. It's a book about angels. I went and I got the book and I brought it to my computer and I sat down and I said, okay, what do you want me to do now? They said, write the list of names of the angels in this document. Oh, okay. So I write the list of the names and I say, okay, what do you want me to do now? Each angel is going to come and write a, a chapter in your book. And I freaked out. I started to cry. I freaked out because who am I? It it felt so different to me to be able to just merge my energy with the all and speak the wisdom that they gave me that I could, I could, I was to the point now where I could handle that. But to think I could say 1-800-ANGEL-ARIEL, let's call angel Celestina and, and these angels that I have never even heard their names and they're going to speak through me. It, it blew my mind. So they gave me a process. They took me through a process. Like if you were standing beside me, Karen, and you were saying, okay, sweetie, I want you to take a big breath in. I want you to visualize this. You're going to do that. Ba -ba 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 -ba. That's exactly what they did. And, and once I, it was all done, I knew that Angel Ariel was the one that took me through the process. And I released unworthiness. I released it. I just, I released unworthiness. And it was so, so beautiful. And once I released un unworthiness, then I could sit down and I would say the, their name. I would say their name and I would just chant it. And I didn't even remember they came through with tones. And I didn't even remember that. They had to, they had to bring me full circle because since, since I wrote the book and, and they've brought me along and they've given me this gift of toning toning the chakras. I did not realize how important the chakra system is. They, Angel Ariel told me that the chakra system was gifted to humans when the decision was made for us to have the big continuum of emotions. That they we were, were going to give us the chakra system to help us navigate all of those emotions. And that there's an, there's an angel that resonates with every chakra and one for above. And there's more too. But the, the angel, nine angels came through to me, angel Ariel above and angel Michael down below, and then seven angels in, in between. And that's the, that's the second half of my second book. And it was incredible. 
but I couldn't connect with them once I got done. I was too overwhelmed and I, I just couldn't reach out and connect with them until about the last, that book has been out now for months and it's been in the last probably two months that I've been able to be like, I now feel the different energies when they come in. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling angel energy. And I'll and I will say in my mind, which which angel is this? And they'll drop that, they'll drop their name in my mind, and I can bring through that angel. And the energy is so beautiful and so oh, it's I just don't even know how to describe it. Because then I also can channel Mother Earth. When Mother Earth comes through, I'm shaking and hanging on and whatever but when the angels come through it's just so gentle and so pure and so beautiful oh I can't even describe it it's so wonderful but it, I just I want everyone to know that that group of angels there's nine of them they are with all of us they are helping us all and they have given me this beautiful meditation of or this visual of breathing your energy and sending the energy to the cosmos and seeing it go in like a figure eight and it comes back down through our chakra system and down into mother earth and that figure eight loops back up and it goes through whichever chakra they these these energy they're call they've started to call them um circuits mm -hmm. they say we use our intention with the circuit and we in with our intention we send, and while that energy is going to the cosmos, it is releasing, it is transmuting, and is picking up everything we need. And it's doing the same in Mother Earth, and it is cycling all the time. And one breath of that energy, one breath of that energy, circuit with your intention, connecting to your angels, asking your angels help. It's like a stiff drink. I mean, it's better than that. It's, it, it's, it's friggin' awesome. When you connect to that energy and you can do it with just a breath, just a beautiful breath. Oh, it's, it's just wonderful. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. I've never heard the chakra system described the way you describe it. They gave us the chakra system to navigate the vast variation of emotions that we deal with here on planet earth. That was beautifully said that was beautifully said yeah they so there's an angel connected oh, my word that was angel Ariel. Their word. that's angel Ariel. there's an angel connected to the chakra system there's a tone there's a yep. meaning there's so much connected there's to a, each uh there's color and and color. The, you know what happened that brought me to the place of being able to consciously and intentionally say okay i get it I know now that there are physical and non-physical beings from all over the galaxy and beyond that are part of this team. It was the toning of the chakras. Right. When I began, when I began toning the chakras, there was a clarity that started to come that just, it's like it just every time I would do it. And of course with, for me, it always would come with light language too. And so the light language would just bring the knowings. And I was, and I, I just, the toning was like, like a red carpet to the universe. It's like rolling out the red carpet and saying, bring me the best you got. I'm ready. I'm waiting. And, and that's <laughs> just the way it felt. And that is just how it's unfolded in my life. Mm, beautiful. One thing, you know, one thing carpet. right after another. It's, it's been incredible. It really has been incredible. Darling one, you have been on a wild ride. 
Yeah, what I was going to say before about evidence, because, you know, you're talking about I need the evidence, I need the evidence, and then you say your mediumship is such a small part of what you're doing now. It really depends because we look out on what other people are doing and the vast majority of what psychics and mediums are doing are talking to people that need evidence that there is life after death or that they're talking to. And if you need evidence, then you're not very far on your journey because you haven't developed your faith and your trust and your knowing you haven't tapped into your knowing you're still living in doubt so there are a lot of mediums and psychics out there who are evidential mediums because of as you said you know we think we've been so conditioned that this stuff is crazy and they're still believing that it's crazy so they need some evidence but as you say the vast majority of what you're doing is bringing through this higher wisdom and for those people who are already tapped into who knowing who they are remembering it is that wisdom is that that who you're speaking to which is who I'm speaking to too so when i was a young girl on my journey i never did the evidential medium thing and then i started the radio show with a medium who was more of an evidential medium and I used to say why don't I do what she does and I used to judge myself people need this evidence my guides Mm -hmm. just laugh and shook their head and they said they're not the people you're talking to Karen you're not talking to those people that need evidence and I'm like yeah but isn't it fun to bring through evidence and they sort of like drop it let it go let it go Um, I love that that was wonderful and helpful I've never had anyone say that exactly like that that is perfectly what I needed to hear because I do judge myself around it right I know I know enough now to 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 just trust that I definitely know enough now but I still there's a human part of me that is like why can't I get it right you know I watch like you know different ones and it they're it's so awesome how they can and I love that but that's right that's not the people that I'm talking to yeah. And it, and, it, and it isn't the people, you know, the people that I have, and I do bring through, I often, I bring through all lots and lots of wisdom. And then somebody will say something about their dad and I'll be, I'll get a wave of energy. I'll be yeah. like, Oh, look, he's here. Yeah. And we just let him talk and it's, and it's fine. And it's yeah. the beautiful, beautiful messages that can come through. You know, they want to talk, they want to talk. And, and there is evidence in things like you're not done. You're hiding something. There's something more you need to talk about, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And that I don't know that. Kelly doesn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Their their person does. Tell tell her to she she needs to she needs to tell you. Exactly. She needs to say it out loud. And I'm like, oh hell, here we go. <laughs> but you know, I know you can read people's thoughts and tell them exactly what they're thinking, their fears and their desires, and they look at you as if that's perfectly a normal thing to do. That's what I found. Like that's evidence for me, but it's so interesting. We're so invested in ourselves that when other people are talking about us, we just go along with it. Like, yes, that's how I feel. Yes. And people often don't stop to say, how do you know that? Because like I'm doing it all the time in every conversation, people don't stop to say, how do you know that? Because they're so Mm -hmm. invested in, let me talk about me and how I feel and what I want. Um, I wanted to ask you too, before we go on, you said that was the Lions Gate last night for you guys. It was the night before for us. I had a little gathering here. It was lovely. And uh, something happened to you? Like what happened to you last night? Come on, spit it out. <laughs> well, 
I have been since this all began, I have I have taken time in meditation and said, I would like to see you. I'd like to see my angels. Why do other people's angels come to them and I don't get to see mine? I want to see mine. So I've had this thing where I want to see them. Well, then when the ET stuff started to really solidify, like I say, about a month ago or so, really to get solidified, they said to me, you may never see us, Kelly. And I said, why? You know, I feel like I'm ready now. I want to see you. And they said, we are too different. We are too different. And you, and you, you and, and us have an agreement that you will not be afraid. And and we don't know that you'll ever be at the place where it won't cause you fear. And they they just laid it right out just like that. And I'm like, okay, wow. you know, I really love and appreciate that. That that make that gives me a lot of confidence, really. Yeah. So, but but what they're starting to do now is to give me visions within my mind. Visions of like I've started, I I've seen mantis people and energies and things. And I'm I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that is a little freaky looking. Uh huh. Okay. You know, you just kind of, but yet then you get a little sensitized to it. Well, I'm just, this is my truth, kid. This is my truth. So you get a little bit more sensitized. So this week, and I do think it maybe has had to do with the Lions Gate. This week, I've had several things happen. One was I woke up in the night, something woke me up. And I opened my eyes and I saw a square right about this far away from me. It looked like it looked like a monitor almost. It was a square of energy and there was an outline of the face in it. And I went <laughs> and I just shut my eyes and then I opened my eyes again and it was gone. And then I went on to have a very, very busy night, but I don't remember any of what happened. But I could when I woke up, I'm like shit went down last night. We, accom we, we accomplished stuff. I don't know what we accomplished, but I know shit happened because <laughs> I could just feel it. I just, I just knew it. So, um, so that happened. And then a couple of nights later, last night, I'm laying there and I just, I pop awake and it was so creepy. This part was creepy. I didn't like it at all. I'm looking towards my husband. My husband's looking away from me and the, and the clock radio is at his head. I can see little shards of, in my sleepy state, I thought, is it cobwebs, like spider webs? What am I seeing? Right, almost like going down into his ear, going down into his ear. So I reach out and kind of like do this sort of thing to, to see if it's cobwebbies or whatnot. And then I was awake enough to go, oh, okay, what's happening? Something's happening. So I lay over, lay onto my back and then the show started and it was just like, like, honestly, I even remember thinking, I don't know how I would describe this. It was like, it was like I was looking up at the surface of like a silver pool and I could see like at one point I could see all the threads of energy just intertwined. And I remember thinking, oh my God, is that the, is that the web that we're always talking about us interconnected with the web? Cause mm -hmm. I'm seeing these threads of, of energy just moving. And I look over here and I can, I, you know, the ceiling's not there and I'm looking up and I'm looking like into the night sky. 
And I mean, it was storming out, outside. There was no stars and I'm looking at my ceiling, but the ceiling's not there. And I can see like stars. And I lifted my hand up and my whole arm was like moving pixelated energy, sparkly energy. My hand was, was the fingers were all outlined with energy mm-hmm. and I'm moving them. What the hell is going on? And I, I'm reaching up and I'm touching that pool and I could almost touch and, and dip my fingers and my fingers would disappear. And, and then they'd come back out. I, I, it wasn't so much the what happened. It was the information that I got this morning was the big, big piece of the pitch, picture. Yep. So I get up this morning and I tell Michael about this and he's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then he goes off to work and I sit in meditation <laughs> and I say, all right, I need to understand this. You got to give me something. This is, this was freaky. And basically what I think, and I would love to hear your input about this. What they gave me was almost like I'm in training to get my fears under control and to have these experiences. Because at the beginning, when I saw the reality of my room changing, I was afraid. And then I was able to breathe and I could hear my guides in my head saying, just look around. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's just energy. Just play with it. It's, it's okay. It's just energy. And so I, and so my fear went away. So I, so I know that they've got me, it's like in a training kind of a thing. And there was a point last night where I saw this line and I had the knowing that that line could open mm. and I'd be, and I'd be able to see through it into, yeah, yeah, yeah. into dimension. Yep. And so in my, in my Monday things with all this stuff about ETs coming through and stuff, I've had this burning question. What is it all about? What's mm-hmm. it for? Why? Mm-hmm. this morning i i want to know the end game what is this all about if i'm going to give up my sleep i want to know what it's all about and they said basically they used they said wouldn't it, one of the things they said is wouldn't it be interesting and helpful if you could look into a dimension and watch a being training their child in the different abilities that are normal and natural for them such as healing Mm -hmm. such as being able to move from one place to another with just a thought instead of opening the door to be able to just move yourself to be able to to manipulate matter there are beings that can do all of that with their mind and we can do all that with our mind too we just have forgotten how yeah they said, they said, if you could look into a dimension and watch how that develops in a young one, the same way that you teach your children to walk, yeah. wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be helpful? Yeah. I thought, well, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it would. <laughs> and I even said, I said, so things like healing and stuff. And they said, yes, they said, they said, and I said, is it that, that I'm going to like, reach into a dimension and bring an ability out. And they said, no, not exactly. They said, it is, you're remembering your abilities all the time. You, you're going, you're going to reach in, you're going to be exposed to the things that are going to help you to develop these abilities. Now it makes me squirrely to say this because that sounds egoic. 
I am just along for the ride. This is what my guide said. I have no idea if this is true. I have no idea. I know that an awful lot has happened to me in an awful short amount of time. Yeah. And if I could help the world by learning how to heal people, including myself, I would love to. I have arthritis. I'd love to be able to heal myself. Yep. So I'm open. Do I? And I, I definitely, my guides have given me tremendous knowings around the multiverse mm-hmm. and about timelines and about reality. And, and so is there a timeline where I'm a healer? Maybe. <laughs> many. And, I, and I you've been a healer many times. I was thinking before when you were talking, when you first started talking, I was checking out your past lives and and you were saying, you know, I'm just a sort of average person, blah, blah, blah. They said, you've been a healer so many times and, and, and a psychic and a teacher so many times. And it reminded me of a man that did one of my courses years ago who said, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. I can't keep up. And I just tuned into him and I said, you know, you've been this, 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 and this in past lives. Uh, and he just remembered it. And then I said, how are you going, Bob or Joe or whatever his name was, it was years ago. He said, now you're going too slow. And it's like, once you like, just take on that remembering, yeah, and you you claim it, you own it, like you own the new identity, a new identity. You own your identity, like the identity that you've been has been the mm-hmm. game that you're playing with. Okay, so what you saw was the energetic structure of the matrix. And it's so interesting that you said that that happened to you last night because last night, I was watching a show on a streaming platform called WandaVision. And I didn't know if I wanted to watch it, but I persisted in watching it. So what it's about, it's a sort of Marvel adventure comic. I think it was a comic, uh, a sci-fi thing where this superhero Mm -hmm. person creates a um matrix a she sort of takes over a country town and she she controls everybody's minds and she creates this reality that she wants to live and um she brings back this sort of robotic other superhero as her husband and they start off like sitcoms they start off like um bewitched you know in the 50s and it's all black and white. And then it sort of moves into the Brady Bunch. And then it moves into the 80s. And then it moves into the 90s. And as she goes, and she's creating this matrix, this pretend universe. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this is like this world that we're living in, is this matrix that we've created through our thought forms. And what mm-hmm. they were showing you was the energetic structure of the matrix which they have, like you said, you lifted up your hand and you saw all the energy that is around you and how it's built through energy and thought forms. And yeah, it's fascinating what they're showing you. It is. It is. And I just, you know, and I just, so I'm, I'm clear now in what I'm going to write for my third book. I'm, I'm going to, because I think it will be helpful for people to see how kind and gentle they are. I, I will share I will share another knowing that was a, a big one. Okay. Um, I puttering along, thinking about stuff, my jaw starts to shake. It doesn't usually work like that. It's usually more of a controlled thing. I sit down, I'm like, okay, let's do our thing and we do it. But I'm I it just they they tapped me. They're like, okay, I we need to talk to you. So I, I stop what I'm doing, I sit down, I put my phone on and I start to do. 
And it was the first time that I brought through, or one of the very first times that I brought through a stranger voice. The voice was strange. My mouth moved in funny ways. I knew it was a very different energy than that I'd ever brought through. And they go, they went on to tell me, they said, we need for you to know, because I'm a very Pollyanna person. I see my glasses half full. The world is a beautiful place. I'm not going to look at the things I don't want to see. I just don't look at them. That's the way I live. Always have been. I read uh, probably one of the first chapter books I ever read was Norman Vincent Peale's Power of Positive Thinking. And I've lived my life that way. Um, so I don't like to talk about the negative. So when people would talk to me like about psychic stuff and you got to protect yourself and it's like, no, I don't. I'm about love and light. When there's love and light, there can be no nothing bad. So that's the way I had been going about this this business, this, exactly. develop, this development. So they, they come through and they say, we need you to know that there are, now listen carefully to the word. This was before I, this was right at the precipice at the beginning of my allowing the final true knowing and acceptance of the ET component. They said there are physical and non-physical beings from many, many, many other places dimensions, timelines, and realms that are very benevolent and very interactive with humans. But we also need you to know that there are many physical and non-physical beings from many realms, dimensions, incarnations, and timelines that are not benevolent and can interact with humans. And I get, my stomach goes right. I get all, and I'm like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to talk about this. And they said, Kelly, we know your heart. And we know that you do not want to see the bad in, in any world. But they said, you have to be aware of it in order to be safe and protected from it. They said, oh, in the same simple way as you wouldn't, park your car on a city street without locking it even today would you and I said no and they said but you're not expecting anything bad I said no that's right I'm not all good things come to me that's right they said but you'd lock your car and I said yeah I would lock my car they said it's the same thing they said you meaning me you if you are in the world you will push past your instincts and your nudges if you feel sorry for somebody. And they said, you can't do that because the world can hurt. You can, you can be hurt. They said, you've got to listen to your nudges and your gut. And what you said is a true lesson to me about who are you talking to? Because if somebody is coming at me from a direction of whatever that's given me that ooh, feeling, my, I'm a nurse, you know, I've, and, and a Baptist, Baptist, good Lord, you, you, you sacrifice everything for, for somebody else. You never take care of yourself. Yeah. So, you know, we never, ever, I was never taught to take care of myself. I, you, you give until it hurts. You know, that's the way I was brought up and the way I've lived. Not anymore, but they, what they were teaching me, the big lesson was to just be aware of it 
So when your gut says, yeah, that person, yeah, not so much. The Baptist Christian Kelly back here says, we love everybody. Well, no, no. I mean, I love them and bless them on their path. But if my gut says, mm-mm, it's mm-mm. Yeah. And I never honored that ever in my life until they told me to, to do it. That And that was when I was like, this is really getting real. This is really yeah. getting real. I got, I got to own it. I got to own it because they, they are laying it right out in lavender at my feet. This is the truth. Lavender at your feet. It's all about frequency alignment, vibrational yeah. alignment. Yeah. yeah and I had a in this room and meditating and taking care of myself. I absolutely would, would know the frequency of an energy that approached me. Yeah. But if my kids are all around and my grandkids are all around, or I'm at a party or I'm, I'm down, you know, downtown and blah, blah, blah. And life is crazy and busy. That's when that negative thing can sneak in, catch you unawares. And you get that nudge of like, geez, I don't think I should do that. Oh, I'm being foolish. I'm just yeah. being foolish. Yeah. How many times yeah. have we all said, oh, I'm just yeah. being foolish. Mm -hmm. And then you leave your purse or your, something gets stolen or the blah, 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 blah. They said, you listen to your gut. You said something. I want you to repeat it. When you're something, you don't listen to your gut. What did you say? When you're in not judgments, empathy, sorrow, what was it that you said? Anyway. And you said, and I'm a nurse and I'm always like that, like wanting to help when you're. Yeah. Yeah. When you're being sympathetic and sympathetic. You know, yep. Yep. You're playing on your emotions. Yeah. That, that's, that's happened to me so many times. I remember I've had like in, you know, 20 odd years of doing this, I've had very few people ask for their money back, you know, one or two, but one woman, she asked for a session. She asked for a discount. So I gave her a discount and I gave her double the time and I knew in my gut that she was not going to listen to anything that came through for her, right? I knew. But that that wanting to help, whatever it is that you said, that 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 wanting to help somebody was stronger than my gut. And so I right. spent two and a half hours and she and she just wanted to play the victim and she wanted sympathy and poor me and aren't I right about how horrible he is and how horrible the world is. And in the end, she, so I spent all this time and effort on her. She got a discount, not a discount. Um, she asked for a refund and PayPal just automatically gave her. And I thought, whoa, what did I learn from that? You know, and that was exactly what you were talking about. Like I didn't listen to yeah. my instinct that said, this woman's not going to listen to you because she's like, I love you so much. I watch all your shows and you're amazing. She's gushing with the appreciation. Play it, playing and playing on all, all of that emotional. And we're, we're, we're empaths. You have to be an empath, I think, to, to be able to do what we do. So we're empaths. And so that that is our Achilles heel. That is our kryptonite. It's well, that, that neediness, <laughs> you know, that neediness and that, it triggers in me, I can't, I'm not going to speak for you, but it triggers in me that, oh, I can, I can do something to help. I can do something. Yeah. To, and that yeah. old thinking, yeah. that thinking that I've worked so hard to come out of. And I, I just, I'm going to just say again, that our team, and I'm speaking to every person who ever listens to this conversation, 
they have, every one of you, all of us have a team. We have a team. Our team is so gentle and so loving Mm -hmm. and they know us better than we know ourselves. And they are bringing us along so, so sweetly and so gently. And no matter where you are on your path, it is perfect. It is perfect exactly the way that it is. And and you don't have to look back. You know, don't say, I'm freaking almost 60. What am I going to be? 61. I'm going to be 61. So that means I've been married 42 years. Yeah, you get to a certain point, you can't keep track. <laughs> but anyways, it's a bunch of years, that's for sure. It's a while. But, you know, don't, you know, don't say that there's not any more for you. Look at what's happened to me in a year. I know. That's, in a that, year. Yeah, that's why I wanted to speak to you. You reached out to me and I didn't really look at you too much, but I just had this, like, just say yes to her. Don't You don't have to look at her. Mm-hmm. And then I, and like yesterday, I'm like, all right, tomorrow I'm talking to Kelly, like, what's she on about? What are we going to talk <laughs> about? And then I, I thought, you know, I love that this has happened so quickly, mm-hmm. so late in the game. Yeah. And, and, and it's overcoming and, all those and ideas of old, being old and being yeah. useless and, and, and being retired and yeah, all that sort of stuff that we and I don't think about it as a like a business a lot. And people do. People have to pay their bills. I retired. And I, now that said, I love doing one-on-one sessions. And you people charge will, for them. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I have yeah. got it. I had a beautiful lady help me set it up. I said before we started recording, I said to Karen, I can talk to angels as easy as, as taking a couple of deep breaths, but damn, I hate technology. So, but I had somebody that actually I did a session with that said, you know what, you, you're working way too hard. You need to, you need to do this automatic thing. So I do have a Facebook page that you can book or you can email me and we'll set something up. But I love doing that. And I love connecting one-on-one. I love doing groups. I have people that get their girlfriends all together and, and bring me into the party. That's a hoot. I love doing that. So I, I, this is about Kelly Colleen living her life. I'm living my life and I'm serving spirit as best as I can in every single moment. You're living your best life. life, Living the best life. So uh, it says here, they also teach me mind blowing truths about the universe and where we come from. We've kind of touched on that a little bit. I do want you to do some bring through the guides I thought I'd get you to bring through them and I might quiz them. I don't know what I'm going to quiz them on, but uh, is there anything they, else that was mind blowing, a, a mind blowing truth about the universe and where we come from that you would like to share with us? I think that the truth that they gave me that took me to the next level of being able to manifest and create is something worth sharing. So what that is, so I, I came out of my Baptist time and I'm living the law of attraction. I love Abraham Hicks, all about them, bought all their books, listened to them all the time. But there was a, there was a couple of sticking points for me. For one of the things was I, I didn't allow myself to pray. And I am a woman of faith, but I it confused me on the who am I supposed to pray to? And is there anybody to pray to? And what's that all about? And I just was confused for, for some years, but I yearned for that, that connection that I always have had. I yearned, I missed that terribly. So that was one of my sticking points. And then the other thing was 
that good Christian girl thing. And I'm not dissing it, but if I was going to have a party, an outside party, and I was like, I'm going to create the, tomorrow's day to be perfect. I would be in my head and I'd be like, but what if the farmers need rain? What if somebody else needs, what if their garden for their food, they need rain? And so I, I couldn't, how can I have everything the way I want it and somebody else is going to miss out? And that I could just never could reconcile that. In the last month, they, they have brought the pieces of the puzzle together because Abraham would say that you cannot create for someone else. So I was saying to my guides, if I can't create for someone else, how can I create blah, blah, blah? And they said, you can, you can create for someone else. And I'm like, well, no, that, and then they gave me the download, the pixie dust is what I call it. It's like, just all of a sudden, like four zillion pictures will fly through my mind. And I go, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I get it. <laughs> it's like, ah. so what, so what is that? Let's use, we'll use my husband. My husband had back surgery, was in pain, and I just saw him well. I just saw him well. In order for my life to be abundant and happy and blah, 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 my husband had to be well. I created him to be well, and he is strapping and great now, or, you know, a 63-year-old, but you know what I'm saying? You see the people and on your timeline that you're on, it's, it's the answer to it is in that multiverse thing. Because if I'm creating the timeline that resonates with me and I see my children well and happy and my grandchildren well and happy, that is my timeline that I'm creating. They may be on shitty damn timelines. They may be experiencing all the shit that they want to create for themselves. They're probably experiencing it. But I get to experience the version of them that I get to experience. Yeah. I don't have to see them suffer and struggle because it's the timeline that I'm creating. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> Isn't that cool? It's cool though. It's very it cool. Takes, yeah. It takes away all of the stuff that made it so that I couldn't create. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, well, how can I, if so-and-so, well, yeah, the there's farm, a, there's the a farmer's timeline will have rain. Yeah. There's a version, there's a timeline, there's a version of him that he's still in back pain. And That's right. in the timeline that you want to jump to, quantum jump to, I'm with the version of him that is not in back pain. Yeah, right. so, but there's right. multiple versions and different scenarios, and that that's that's the missing piece in the creation, it in the is. creation piece is it that is. there are multiple, you know, realities. And and I don't know if Esther really explains that. Seth explained that in the Seth yeah. books that I read years ago in my twenties. They said every yeah. thought that you've ever thought is manifest as yes. a reality, which I didn't understand at the time. But if you understand that the reality is not this reality, it's other realities like. You make a decision. I remember, I think it was something like somebody says, come to lunch. You say, no, I'm busy. I've got to, you know, study or do the housework or wash my hair and I can't come to lunch or, yeah, that'd be nice. I can go to lunch or, you know, we make all these decisions about what could happen and right. all those realities exist. Which That's one right. are we choosing in that moment to manifest or to live, to live into? 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, they have shown me it's, it's how are you vibrating? You click onto that time light. Right. Another thought, click, yeah, click, click, yeah. click, click. We are shifting dimensions all the time, yeah. all the time. Yeah. I had no idea about that. So when I said like, that's that whole, yeah, I mean, it's all perfectly correct. There's nothing going wrong when people, I did this beautiful online event where I, I called it a, a, a virtual um, retreat. And I had somebody ask about the weather. And when they asked about the weather, Kelly's head was like, jeepers, creepers, you're asking about the weather? I don't mean she was asking about the weird changes of the weather, you know? Well, I I merged and Mother Earth came through and yeah. gave the beautiful explanation of how she is, you know, healing herself the way that we slough skate, you know, cells off. She's all the time changing and healing and whatnot. You yeah. don't have to worry about climate change and all that stuff. Mother Earth is taking care of herself. Is there a is there a timeline where she blows herself to shit? Yeah. Yes. But but I'm not on that timeline. Uh, my timeline is going to be beautiful butterflies and unicorns and the rainbows. That's where yeah. I'm going to be living. <laughs> you All right, let's bring the guides in before you Pollyanna. You, I know. I, I, I have no questions because I have my guides and I ask them a million questions. Right. Maybe they just want to come through and bring a message for everyone. It doesn't let's, bring them in. You know, bring them in, honey. Bring them in. Let's just do. We'll just do our thing because you know. I say to my friends that we meet, and we always say, "Well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that." Guess what? They're going to do what they want. They're going to do it. They they, once yeah. I get out of the way, they're going to do what they yep. want. So exactly. Let's just, Let's just bring it and we'll bring in some beautiful light language. And I would just, I would just uh, invite all of the viewers to just great, do it right along with us. So we're going to take a beautiful breath in right into our, our heart center. Take a big breath. And we're just going to release it out. And we're going to take another beautiful breath in. And we're creating space. And the space is where the magic can happen. And we're going to let our breath out. We're going to take another breath in. And we're going to send it to the cosmos with our intention. And we feel and we know that that energy is traveling. It is releasing anything that doesn't serve us. It is transmuting anything that needs trans transformation. And it is gathering what's needed. And it comes back into our beautiful, beautiful chakra system. And then we're going to take a breath. I'm going to send it down to Mother Earth. And the same things are happening, that beautiful traveling of energy. And it grounds us and it holds us. And Mother Earth, we thank you so much for holding us in this moment. Thank you for this beautiful opportunity to share this wonderful message with whoever is drawn to this beautiful, beautiful time together. It's wonderful. Open your hearts, dear ones.
Oh, we would say to you, dear ones, to listen carefully to the message around the chakra system. This has within it some very important uh, aspects that will truly enhance the human experience. We are Kelly's we bring forward to Kelly the guidance that she needs. She is asking within herself to bring forward a message. What is it that we would say to Karen in this moment? We would say to you, dear one, to continue your work, to continue your work but let the joy be your guide. Let it unfold as you navigate. And this same information and this same guidance can be used by all to let your heart, let the quickening of your heart be what tells you the direction for you to go. Do not judge the present moment, bask in the present moment. This one gets tired of us reminding her to settle into the present moment because she gets very excited about things that might be happening. But we remind her that the only truth and the only magic that is available to her is in this moment, and the same is true for all of you. We would ask if you have come up with a question for us. Oh, I really don't have any questions. Just gratitude, really, just gratitude. You're awesome. <laughs> Indeed. This one gets very twisted up sometimes, but she likes it when we remind her that she's a radio and she tunes herself to the station and asks for the energy of that particular frequency to come through. And we remind her in this moment to speak of the space. People are yearning Many, many are feeling drawn forward into the moreness that is available to them. And we would say to you all who feel that there is something more for you in this present moment, sink deep, dear ones, into your heart. Take that breath in. Feel the edges of your breath as it creates space within your heart chakra. Feel that space, pause for just a moment as you have taken that breath in. That is where we can bring the messages to you. We would just say, find those quiet moments on that blessed breath. That is the way you will find your path to these kinds of abilities. Kelly is not unique. You all have these abilities. It is an unfolding. It is just an allowing. So when you can, as Karen said earlier in this transmission, 
when you can accept the reality of who you are, we are all, all humans are one. All beings are one. One with God, part of God, an extension of that which you see as God with all of those abilities. Kelly is just starting to entertain the idea that perhaps she might be able to do some of these extraordinary things. But it isn't, she realizes and says emphatically, it isn't the human that's doing them. You are allowing the energy to come through that is for the highest good in that moment. And that's what will bring the miracles to happen. So we would just say to all of you, be in the magic of the present moment. That is where you can create all that you want in this lifetime, in this incarnation. And as we have shared with this one, when you sink into that beautiful love of the present moment and you feel your heart expand as you open to the cosmos and the all that is us, and your heart swells with gratitude and swells with love, when you do that, you are creating the energy that is expanding the all. That is your purpose, dear ones. You do not need to be famous. You do not need to affect many, many people. All you need to do is affect you. And you can do that with a breath. I'm just asking if they have anything more they want to say. We recommend you all to learn and begin to practice the rituals and the methods of the chakra system. There is great clarity and facilitation for you in that as your earth is changing and the energy is moving so much faster than it ever has. If your chakra system is cared for and balanced and cleansed regularly, you will be in a much more strong, balanced, feet on the ground ability to handle what comes your way. This is the missing thing that people do not understand. Many people have no understanding of the importance of the chakra system. They meditate, they pray, they do all of these different things, but they have not learn to utilize that energetic system. That energetic system is what will keep you centered and strong and will be like a fine-tuned antenna for those breadcrumbs of us leading you to that beautiful path of what your highest good is. That is what the chakra system can do. It is an antenna. That's new. Thank you for that. Well, that was kind of fun. No, oh, Kelly, thank you so much. You know, any questions I would have, which seemed <clears throat> irrelevant when you started to bring through the transmission, would be about the future, the future for Earth, 
the future for you, the future for me. You know, when we go to mostly all of us, when we go to a medium psychic teacher channel, we're always asking about what's going to happen next. Am I going to get what I want? Is the earth going to die? Are we going to explode and the ETs are going to come and pick us up? Is the sun going to, you know, it's always about the future. And the message that came through so strongly was be in the now. The the answer to all of those questions is yes. Yeah. It's all all a probable timeline. It's all, it's all yes. Yeah. Where are you going to be when it happens? When the earth explodes, are you on the time? I'm not meaning you on you. that timeline. Yeah, yeah. But you, as humanity, are you on the timeline with that earth exploding? Or are you on the timeline where people are loving each other and we have evolved to this beautiful place of high evolution? Because that's real too. Yeah. It's all real. It's all and there. It's all there. That is the miraculous thing that is just mind blowing. Mm. So, so the whole like like the whole Armageddon thing. They gave me a download about that because I mean that's part of the whole Christian thing, you know. Yep. When rapture. And all. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I got a download one day that it just showed. They just showed me the whole thing, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Absolutely is a reality that many will experience, mm-hmm. not me, but many will. So that's the power of our frequency, everyone. That's the power of the frequency. Learning yeah, to navigate minute by second in by second. Yeah, where are you right now? I mean, uh, Seth said it just so many times, all your power is in the now. All your power to affect your future, to affect change is in the now. Where is your vibration? What are you feeling? What are you acclimating to? What are you aligning to? What are you believing in this moment? All your power is in the now because it chooses the timeline that you're going to be on. If you're in, if you're fearful of a timeline that's going to happen, then your fear is putting you on that timeline. Yeah, it's all in the now. So there really wasn't any questions to ask. It's just to that wisdom because that's that's it that's all of it yeah oh darling one so your mob is the same mob as my mob which is the same mob as esther's mob which is the same mob as jane's mob you know and they've been called s they've been called seth and abraham and you know there's just so many people and the same mob and and esther or the Abraham through Esther said it so beautifully. It's a stream of consciousness that all the teachers that have ever taught on earth have tapped into a stream of consciousness. It's, and I call them the mob. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like like it. That's fun. And, and it is fun. It is fun when you feel them shift. I, I'm just learning that and that's kind of fun and cool, but it's like it, I don't need to put a name to them. Right. Sometimes names come through. Yep. I'm just along for the ride, whatever they want to do. Yeah. So when so that whole thing that they gave me this morning, that makes sense to you, that whole yeah. reaching into dimensions and yeah. pulling, pulling back the learnings about, you know what, one of the pitches that they dropped into my mind was Greg Braden, uh, that's how, where I saw it, brought into one of his talks, this, this movie of, of people, I think they were chanting, in yeah, in a time. hospital, and and they in a had hospital, this, yep, shrinking mm-hmm. this, the tumor down. Mm-hmm. They threw that into my mind and mm-hmm. said, "Those people 
that's how they got that ability was was the, in this this same kind of a way yeah. that all miracles all miracles have come from the people who can resonate and find the ability last summer they said to me and it freaked me out and I didn't talk to them for a week mm-hmm. they said they said that near death experiences we are going to be able to have those experiences without the catastrophic thing happening. Absolutely. And many people do. And I've had many of them on the show and I've had them myself. It's just that when you're completely submerged in the consciousness of the third dimensional polarity matrix and you believe who you are is your personality ego construct, then you have to have somebody kill you in a car crash or die of a disease, you know, you have to have some sledgehammer moment. I don't think you use those words to wake you up. And that's what near death experiences are. Yeah. And then you like, whoa, you can't, you can't deny it. Right. Or you can sit and meditate and have the same thing occur like a near death experience through your meditation or your breathing. I know exactly. But the whole near death experience, the dying thing, again, to the collective mind, the mainstream mind, they need the dying thing to be evidence that what these people are talking about is true because I was dead and I was pronounced dead and the doctors see there was proof. And so this evidence, and and it is the collective, it is the mainstream mind that needs that evidence. But who are you talking to? Who are the people that are coming for your guidance? It might not be the people that need the evidence, you know, because they're already tapped into their knowing. They just need the lessons. They need to, they need to understand or to, to get that energetic transmission so that they can live the knowing they can live the knowing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you one more thing um, that I've been meaning to ask you throughout this whole thing. You said, I swear. And I drink, I wanted to ask you have, because you still drink every night. It sounds like. Yeah. Have, has that, do you, you haven't been given any sort of guidance to stop the alcohol no, no. And I'll even, I'll even tell you <laughs> this. Okay. Baptists believe that drinking is a sin. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I was raised by a parents who had cocktail hour every night. Right. It's how I was raised. My family were drinkers. And so I, that's how I've, I've always basically been a drinker. So, so was Michael. I actually, in my Monday meeting, the last time we had one, we asked the guides, mm-hmm. do you have anything you want to tell Kelly around drinking? Just mm-hmm. to see what would happen. I've talked with them many, many times about it. But I can get, when I've got that other person, I can really get altered. And then the questions, the answers are so, so beautiful. So we did. And they said what they've said to me all along. They have told me, it wouldn't matter if I was drunk, drunk and wanted to do a mediumship thing or wanted to channel. They said, it makes no difference. And I said, how does it make no difference? And they said, it isn't you talking. Yeah, yeah. Your human body is what's drunk, not not us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how does that affect? And I went, holy crap. Well, that does make sense. But you are and the instrument in which the... I, I, you but know, I, that's, that's the thing. I, yep. it's, it's just not hard for me to connect at all. I can connect very quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. I just, I, so it, it doesn't make a difference. They said, they said to me, 
if I was not who I am when I drank, then I shouldn't drink. Right. And so what does that mean? It means like, you know, I, I don't get angry. I don't do bad things, you know, like women do bad, you know, naughty things when they're drinking. I, my whole life, I've never, I've been, I've been more spiritual around a campfire talking about God with people in my lifetime, half in the bag, quite frankly, all my life. I, I, and then, and the other thing they said is they, they said, think about the people who use plant medicine. Yeah. You know, and all those kinds of things. It does, you know, take, I'm to the world at large. I'm not advocating you drinking. This is my experience. And for me, it is about, um, they have said to me that it absolutely, it just doesn't matter because yeah. nothing does, Karen, nothing does. This one of the first, the first really big slam me in the head knowings that they gave me was about right and wrong, good right. and bad. Mm -hmm. When they gave me that, I had never been exposed to that. Not in that way that when they said, when they said, when you look at, at the, the, the murderer and you look at the victim, we need to have as much true compassionate love for the murderer through the eyes of that person loves us enough to come into this incarnation and choose a hard enough path to derail them from their higher self and, and live this awful life because they love us so much. Yeah. And they're, they've caused the person all this grief, but it's, they did it, it. They did it out of cosmic love. Right. That's a big thing. So, and we're talking about is drinking right or wrong? Well, no right. I'm not talking about right or wrong because I'm not coming from a Baptist perspective. I'm coming from a health perspective. Like, because when I was a young uh, naturopath, actually, a uh, student, I would drink like a fish and smoke and having a rip roar in time. I'm a young girl in my 20s. And then it occurred to me when I was in my 30s and I started doing energy healing and energy, energy medicine, expanding my field, that maybe be pouring all this poison into my body wasn't a really good idea if I'm trying to channel energy through this instrument. Maybe looking yeah. after the instrument and not getting drunk every day and smoking cigarettes wouldn't be a great idea. And so I gave it all up. I'm not saying that I don't drink now. I'll have the odd drink every now and then. But you know, you said you drank every day and I'm like, wow, I, I wonder if that makes a difference. It, so it was interesting, it, but yeah. It is. And, and the other thing is, is it's what you believe about it. Right. You know, like exactly. if you, if you consider alcohol poison, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, mm -hmm. I, it's, I, it's such a happy part of Mike and I's life. Yeah. It's such a fun part of our life that it's like, I don't see it that way. Yeah. And so, if you were to line up, I think Abraham, again, when he talks about if you lined up 100,000 people who smoke, why is it that only 50 of those people get lung cancer? Right. It isn't the smoking that gives them the lung cancer. It's the way they're thinking about the smoking. Well, it's not only it's the way they're thinking the about the smoking. It's the reason why they're smoking. A lot of people smoke to alleviate stress or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, my grandfather died at nearly 100 and he started smoking cigarettes when he was 12 and he smoked all the way up until he, and he lived to 100. He wasn't healthy. I've got to say he wasn't healthy, but he smoked mm. all those years and lived to nearly 100. Yeah, but yeah. It, it definitely we create our reality d determined yeah. on what we believe. Yeah, so if we believe smoking 
is not harmful. It doesn't necessarily be harmful, but there is and a I, collective thought form out there that says that it's, you know, like, it is. as yeah, the health industry expands right. on this planet and the thought forms around what to eat and what not to eat and what to do right. and what not to do. And that could make you crazy. It becomes an ever larger thought form. And the right. thought, like you look at a cigarette packet, it's going to have a photograph of a hideously deformed body and it's going to say smoking gives you cancer, smoking is not good for you. So there is this collective thought form that says it's not mm. good for you, don't do it. Yeah. And I have a friend that completely ignores that and smokes like a chimney. And I laugh at her cigarette packet. And I said, have you looked at this cigarette packet? And she goes, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think, I think that, that, I think there's lots of good decisions to make about our health. And I make lots of those kinds of decisions and I drink every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just the truth. It's that's the truth. I don't get it. I don't get why why it happens for me the way that it does. I ask them that all the time, but yeah, it yeah. does. It's but it does. It does. Oh, darling, yeah. I think we should leave it there. It's been just yeah. such a joy. I mean, you are a joy. I knew I'd enjoy it. I just didn't know how much I'd enjoy it. It's been really beautiful to chat with you and to hear your story. And to, and I'd love to have you back on the show or into the inner segment. I'd love to chat to you again because I know there's going to be more to talk about because like so much has happened in such a short period of time. I can't imagine what's going to happen for you in the next six months right. or a year. No, I mean, what you've really. been through in a year or so it took me about 20 yeah. years. You know, my yeah. you, you have been on this accelerated awakening process and it's been amazing. It it's been amazing. Yep. Thank yeah. you again. Yeah. Kelly, thank thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. What did you think of that one? I hope that spoke to you. I can see a lot of people getting a lot out of this conversation that Kelly and I had. Wow, what an accelerated spiritual journey she's had. Like it's all happened so fast. I was just saying to her after the show that what she's gone through in a year or two, it took me about 20 years to go through. But, yes, it's that trust component. i tell you what the component tell you why it's all worked out for her because I think that not only the trust component like she said she had to trust what was happening she wasn't going crazy and all that sort of thing is that Pollyanna attitude that she has she said you know I'm a Pollyanna I read that book think and be positive or whatever it was years ago and I lived my life that way that is the attitude that has excelled her on her spiritual uh, ascension journey and um, and will continue to excel her and uh, get more connected to the mob, <laughs> the guides. Yeah, it's that Pollyanna attitude. It's that vibrational alignment with love, with joy, with expecting good things to happen, which, of course, all the channels, the Seth and the Bashars and the uh, you name it, you know, the Abrahams, they all talk about is that alignment with love, which is your alignment with source and your higher self, because all good feeling is an indication that you are more connected to your true nature. And your true nature is that God essence, that divine essence or holy or whatever words you want to use, that unified field, uh, you know, the universal, you know, the universe, your guides, your soul, your higher self. It's a realm of pure positive energy so anytime you feel happy or excited or blissful or graceful or grateful or appreciative you are aligning to realms of higher consciousness it's so simple really it's, it's we forget that our emotional guidance system can be so simple when you're feeling negative it's you're pinching off your connection to your source and when you're feeling positive or happy or joyful or loving or grateful 
then you're connecting more fully with your true nature or your divine essence, higher self, guides, realm, God, angels. So easy. It can be so easy. And yet we love to judge and criticize and bitch and complain <laughs> and worry, <laughs> judge and judge and judge as humans. You know, we love it and we justify it and we say, yeah, but this shit's happening. So I'm going to complain about it and um, don't tell me not to. <laughs> okay that's your free will judge and complain and bitch and do it but what are you doing with your energy field what are you doing you know kelly said or the guide said through kelly that the most important thing is this energetic system which we've called the chakra system and when we understand who we are as energetic beings that's game over when you understand that your energy and how to navigate your energy then you become a masterful conscious deliberate creator of your reality shifting time quantum jumping shifting timelines healing you name it manifesting it is understanding the energetic component of who we are as humans and you could call that the chakra system that just breaks it down into compartmentalizes it into different thought forms and ideas but yeah understanding that we are energetic beings and that we are uh in control or we have dominion over how we flow our energy regardless of what we bump up against what we see in the world what we experience in this world we still have complete dominion over how we navigate our energy how we think and feel we do we are powerful beings so yeah oh, i loved that she was a joy wasn't she a joy an absolute joy all right I'm not going to yak on for too much longer. I'm going to have Kelly into the inner sanctum next year. I said, you know, so much has happened in such a short period of time in a few months, like six months or so when we get her back into the inner sanctum uh, and you can meet her. She'll have many more stories. Like she was just talking about last night, what happened with the lion's gate and uh, the images that she got. Yeah. She'll have lots more stories and it's always great to have the guides channel through her or channel through me. I don't care who they channel through, but to remind us who we are as powerful beings and how we're creating our world as we navigate this um, this realm of existence that we all find ourselves in. Sheila Seppi is our next guest in the Inner Sanctum. I love Sheila. She's got lots to talk about and she's been doing a lot with the Conscious Awakening Network and she's got a new social media platform, which I'll get her to talk about, called Spacebook. Isn't that hilarious? Spacebook. Uh, we've been chatting about it, that, you know, the thing about putting up a social media platform, she said it's going to be a selective one. It's not open to everyone. It's not open to the public. It's going to be open to people who are actually engaged in the conscious media network, a conscious awakening network, I should say. And uh, But it's just a way of messaging and talking with like mind and, you know, another way. There's many other ways. There's Facebook. We can do it on Facebook. I have to say with many groups, including mine, they get hacked by people and they post all this crap. I've got to say, mine aren't too bad, but I go to groups which I enjoyed the conversation I, and then all these people just post, you know, maybe if you have a more like-minded group of people, you can have conversations which are um, more impactful. Mm. So anyway, that's that's on the cards. And uh, so do join us if you want to um, chat with Sheila and meet her online and uh, find out what she's been doing. She's been showcasing, you know, new old teachers and speakers twice a week on her cosmic conversations for the Galactic Alliance and the Conscious Awakening Network. And I always encourage people to go and join those groups too. 
there seems to be a core group of people that join them. I often uh, take over for her and run the groups for her. She does it twice a week. I do it, I do it twice a month. <laughs> I don't want to work as hard as her. <laughs> Mind you, I've been doing it longer. But anyway, um, yeah, there's lots of groups that you can join and meet like mine and have these sorts of conversations and not just be a you know, watching like you can actually participate in it and ask your questions if you have questions. And uh, what else do I want to say? I hope you enjoyed your Lionsgate for those who had some Lionsgate. I had a little group of people, like just a handful. We sang, we ate, we chatted. We didn't do anything too auspicious. We just chatted about the Lionsgate, what it means. We chatted about abundance. We told stories. I told some stories about being around rich people and tuning into that abundance consciousness. You know, when you're that rich, you can lose $100,000 and it's no skin off your... <laughs> No skin off your teeth. What's the saying? You don't worry about it because you know that uh, a friend of mine who died young, actually, she married a very wealthy man and she lost a whole lot of money at some time and I was worried for her and she said, oh, well, easy come, easy go. And I thought at the time I was young in my 20s or 30s, I wish I could have that attitude to life because I wasn't living easy come, easy go. I was living struggle and striving and where's the money going to come from? But yeah, you can change your beliefs and you can change your world. So abundance can even be that you lose a lot of money and you don't worry about it. Oh, well, easy come, easy go. But easy, 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 easy. Can it all be easy? So we had that chat over the Lionsgate portal, which was really good, really fun. All right. Well, remember, <laughs> if you want a session from my mob, I'm always available. Never promote myself on my own show. Uh, or um, do one of the courses that I'm offering. I have to put some more up, actually. Or check out the book, Awakened by Death, if you haven't already. It's a great read. And I will see you next time. Big love to all of you. Bye for now. Bye.